Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us, download, and listen to this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, whichever one of those podcast locations you get us from. We really appreciate it, and we also would uh, appreciate it if you have some time to subscribe to the podcast as well. If you are subscribed to the podcast, every time we upload a new episode of the podcast, you'll get a notification to let you know it's up and ready to be downloaded and listen to and uh, once again we've got another star-studded edition of the southern race week radio podcast coming up for you this week as uh, let me run down the uh, guest list of who will be on the broadcast this week we will talk with pro late model driver who made some history at new smyrna speedway a few weeks ago katie hedginger and also lenny Batiki, host of prn at the track will bring us the latest news and information from the world of short tracks and then also later this week the nhra series kicks off with the gator nationals and we will talk to cammy caruso who was a rookie of the year driver in the pro stock division last year and looking to win herself a championship uh this year yet again in year two of the pro stock division for the nhra so we have all those great guests coming up for you this week on the southern race week radio podcast and before we get into the racing results of what happened over uh, the weekend in both the IndyCar Series, which kicked off their season uh, this past weekend, and then also the Cup Series, Xfinity, and Trucks were all at Las Vegas Motor Speedway uh, over the weekend. The big news coming out of NASCAR, and of course here locally to the great state of Georgia, is uh, Chase Elliott. And here's the latest we learned about the situation with Chase. In case you did not hear, uh, Chase injured his left leg last Friday while snowboarding in Colorado, and according to members from Hendrick Motorsports, uh, Chase Elliott is out indefinitely after undergoing a successful three-hour surgery to repair a fractured tibula. This is coming from Hendrick Motorsports General Manager Jeff Andrews, who addressed the media last Saturday. Andrews also said the process has begun to obtain a waiver from NASCAR for Elliott, the 2020 Cup champion, to still be eligible for this year's playoffs now, waivers have been granted before to other drivers for uh, various circumstances. So we'll see how that works out. I'm sure uh, NASCAR will have no problem in signing off a waiver for Chase to be able to participate in the playoffs if he still becomes eligible and wins a race. Now, no timetable of when Chase will return. Now, they do have action at Phoenix this weekend, and then Atlanta Motor Speedway is uh, next week, the Ambetter Health 400 race weekend. So we don't even know if Chase will – Possibly not race in that uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway race, which I know he'll be really disappointed about since AMS is his home track. And he just won there uh, last July during the uh, Quaker State uh, 400 uh, race weekend. So I know he wants to get back to AMS and and try to win again. So we don't even know if he'll be uh, racing now. Josh Berry will be racing for him. He, he raced for him this past weekend at Las Vegas. So who knows how much longer. Uh, Barry will be uh, driving the number nine Chevrolet uh, in place of Chase. So we'll see how that comes along. Uh, of course, uh, check out um, our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter as we'll continue to update you as soon as we receive word of Chase's progress 
and uh, when he'll get back behind the wheel of the number nine Chevrolet. So make sure you like our, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And of course, follow us on Twitter at SRW Radios. We'll bring you the latest in news and information uh, dealing with Chase Elliott and his situation. As I said, once again, he's going to be out indefinitely after undergoing a successful three-hour surgery to repair a fractured tibia. So uh, as we transition now into the uh, racing review segment, that's right, racing review, as we look back at all the action that happened over the weekend, first in the NASCAR Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and Truck Series, all three series were in action this past weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and Kyle Busch, who is uh, doing a couple of truck races this year, of course, picked Las Vegas as one of those tracks, because that is his hometown and his home track, and Kyle Busch was able to come away with a victory uh, this past week in the Truck Series. Zane Smith was your runner-up. Ben Rhodes finishing third. Corey Hine in fourth. And Ty Majeski rounding out the top five. Over to the Xfinity Series, uh, Austin Hill overtook Chandler Smith just before the final lap to win the NASCAR Xfinity Series race last Saturday at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Smith, who was the pole sitter, led 118 laps of the 200-lap race and appeared to be in good shape before Hill made his late charge. Hill also won the season opening race two weeks ago at Daytona in number 21 Richard Chillis Racing Chevrolet. The four-time series winner was sixth last week at Fontana, California. Justin Allgaier was your runner-up. Chandler Smith finishing third. Kyle Busch in fourth. And Josh Berry rounding out the top five. Over to Cup Series action from last week. One way or another, a Hendrick Motorsports driver figured to win Sunday's last Sunday's NASCAR Cup Series race at Las Vegas. Kyle Larson nearly won the Pennzoil 400 in regulation, but a late caution put teammate William Byron in position to capture the checkered flag in overtime. Byron took the lead on the second-to-last lap of OT to put an exclamation mark on a dominant day for Hendrick. The top three drivers were from Hendrick Motorsports, with Byron, Larson, and Alex Bowman pushing their Chevrolet across the finish line in that order. Bowman won last year's March race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Byron led 176 laps and won for the fifth time in his six cup seasons. As we mentioned, Kyle Larson, your runner-up, Alex Bowman finishing third. Bubba Wallace was an impressive fourth-place finish, and Christopher Bell rounding out the top five. Taking a look at the current point standings right now in the Cup Series, we have three different winners so far in three races that NASCAR has held in the Cup Series. Kyle Busch is your number one ranked driver with one win on the season. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is second, also with a win. And William Byron is the third-ranked driver into the playoffs with a win. Positions 4 through 16 are into the playoffs right now via points. That's Ross Chastain in 4th, Alex Bowman 5th, Kevin Harvick 6th, Daniel Suarez is 7th, Barton Triggs Jr. is 8th, Denny Hamlin ninth, Christopher Bell in 10th, Joey Logano is 11th, Chris Buescher in 12th, Brad Keselowski in 13th, Kyle Larson 14th, Ryan Blaney is 15th, and Bubba Wallace rounding out the top 16. Also, the IndyCar Series kicked off their year in St. Petersburg, Florida over the weekend. And Jack Harvey was taken to a hospital for observation, and Helio Castroneves needed an ice pack and x-rays. A pair of cars went airborne. The leaders crashed into each other, and the entire Andretti Autosport fleet was eliminated. Indianapolis 500 winner Marcus Erickson, meanwhile, won the IndyCar Series opening race. Erickson outlasted the chaos on the downtown streets of St. Petersburg for a surprise victory for Chip Canassi Racing on a swampy Sunday in Florida. 
It was the fourth career IndyCar victory for the Swedish former Formula One driver. And taking a look at action coming up this weekend in the Cup Series, the West Coast Swing will wrap up at Phoenix Raceway for the United Rentals Work United 500. The green flag will drop at 3.30 p.m. on Sunday, March 12th. You can catch the race on the big Fox television. Also, the Motor Racing Network will have the radio coverage, which also will be available for you on Sirius XM Radio. And also, the NHRA Series kicks off action this week, March 9th through the 12th in Gainesville, Florida, for the Gator Nationals. So there you go. That is your racing recap this week for you here on the Southern Race Week radio podcast. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline as she made some history back a few weeks ago at New Smyrna Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in pro late model driver. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Katie! Ms. Hedinger, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, I am. Thank you for having me. Of course, the honor and the privilege. You're a great friend of the show. We always appreciate it when you take a couple of minutes to uh, join us here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. But let's go back a couple of weeks ago. New Smyrna Speedway, you made history as becoming the first female driver to win a pro-late model race during the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car racing event so take us back to when you were coming out of your car in victory lane how were the emotions for you as you kind of soaked everything in i was so pumped um as you can tell my celebration uh i got a lot of comments on that but um i was so excited we were so close to a win all week and i knew from the first night we had a really fast car and we were going to be able to leave speed my first speed weeks coming home with a win um, so I was so excited, and I didn't. We didn't even know that I made history until I literally was scrolling on Facebook after the race, and I saw. Um, so that was all also amazing. Um, it's always cool to make history like that and get my name in the record books. But like I said, it was an amazing feeling, and I'm really glad we were able to um, get a win. Uh, what was it like having you know your family, friends, parents there on hand? It was awesome. Uh, my dad goes with me to all of my races and my mom and my siblings come sometimes but uh, my dad moved to North Carolina with me so I can um, further my racing career and so to be able to win and have my mom and my whole family watching on TV my dad and my nan will be at the race um, it's just an awesome feeling to be able to share with them because they've they've always had my back and always cheered me on. So tell me about the week there when you were at New Smyrna how was the whole week as far as the whole speed week as far as the, the the maybe some of the things you learned while you were out there, what what was what did you take away from that? It, not only that race win, but the entire week itself. I learned so much. I'm so glad we decided to go. Um, I've always wanted to run speed weeks, but um, I was never able to skip school. So I'm glad we were finally able to go, especially with Anthony Campy racing um, and Casey Roderick as my teammate because he helped a lot. Um, and you know, racing seven nights, you really learn a lot. So. Um, we definitely made a lot of gains growing as a team, me as a driver, getting comfortable with the car, um, knowing what I like, changes with the car and everything that 
probably would have taken us months to do if we didn't go to Speed Week. So I'm really glad we went. I feel like I learned a lot, and I definitely think we're ready for the season now. Now it seems that so many more female names are coming out of the short track world, whether yourself, uh, Manny Chick, a lot of the women who are racing in the uh, Arkham and Art Series uh, right now as well. Um, to to be the first female driver to win this event, what does that say not only for you as a driver, but for you as a female driver? Because this is a male-dominated sport. What does that say for the, the state of female drivers in this sport? Um, I definitely was shocked at first to learn that I was the first female to win a pro race because I know there have been females to run um, speed weeks and everything. So I was shocked, but um, I had a lot of girls reach out to me after and tell me that, um, I'm a big influence to them, and they look up to me and how they want to go run speed weeks and all that. And I just thought that that was awesome because um, I do want to move up to NASCAR Cup, and so ARCA is a step of that. And there are a lot of females in ARCA right now, but I want to make sure that I'm good in late models and pro late models um, and in the short track world before I move up to that. So um, I'm helping people as much as I can, especially females, um, at the level I'm at right now. So hopefully then when I move up, they see that they can too. And it just gets more females up um, into the higher ranks of NASCAR. Speaking with pro late model driver Katie Hedinger on this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And you're saying yourself you still have a lot of things you want to learn, a lot of things you want to, to, to kind of get out there and experience. How much longer do you think you want to wait before you're ready to take that next step? Uh, ARCA is the next step for me. Um, and I just want to make sure I'm good in um, pro late models and late model stocks. So hopefully winning a championship this year in the pro late model with Cars Tour and then winning some big late model stock races if I have the chance to run some of them. Um, and just making sure I got my name out there and I'm good here. So then when I move up to um, ARCA, it's not as big as a step or I'm not as far behind as I might be. I just want to make sure that when I move up, um, no matter what level it is, ARCA trusts Xfinity that when I get there, I can compete for wins um, and be good. Now, we know as a driver, you have to be physically fit. I mean, this is a very dominating sport on your body, but also the mental side of it, the mentality of when you're getting ready to get in the, into the car. So for you personally, what, what do you do mentally to kind of turn that switch on? Uh, I train a lot, especially this season. I've been doing a lot of training. Um, I'm a Chevy development driver, so I physically train. Um, I work out with some other Chevy drivers at the Chevy Tech Center. And then also Josh Wise has helped me a bunch um, mentally prepare because I've never thought of it that much as a big side. Everyone is always like, oh, it's physical. You got to be fit to drive a car and all that. But I didn't realize how much the mental game played into it. And so this year I've really been trying to get better at that, just um, visualizing a lot before qualifying in my races and thinking of now and next um, and what I'm going to do and be ready. So no matter what situation I'm put in on the track, um, I'm ready for it. Now, recently I was able to listen to a Dale Jr.'s podcast. I'm a very big fan of the podcast. And you were recently on Dale Jr.'s podcast talking about your career and everything going on with him. Uh, what was that experience like talking to, uh, to Dale Jr. and kind of putting, I mean, this is a pretty big audience now that you're starting to like, draw attention to you know you're on flow racing you're uh you know doing the dale jr download so as you're continuing to get exposure and people are starting to know who you are um what was that feeling like oh it's awesome um dale 
Junior is a really nice guy. I really like talking to him. I saw him at Daytona when we were down there in Speed Weeks, and I talked to him for a bit. And he's just such a down-to-earth guy, and you can talk to him about anything. So um, it was really cool that um, they asked me to do that segment on his podcast. I think that's awesome, the short track side of it that they're adding. And I'm glad I could be a part of the first episode of that, and it was really cool. Now we're still kind of early on in the year 2023. What's the schedule like for you? What you got uh, coming up here over the next uh, few weeks that our listeners might want to know about if they want to check you out in action? Yeah, so we're this year with Anthony Campy Racing, we're going to pitch the championship in the Cars Tour and the Pro. So we got about 30 total races with Anthony Campy with all those Cars Tour races. And then also we have five races at Pensacola um, and then the Snowflake at the end of the year. Then I'm also running um, – um, 16 micro races at Millbridge with Chevy and Mike Carver racing um, and then some a few road course races in a spec Miata as well. Now you're extremely a, a young, you know, a, a very young lady and like you said, your dad and yourself have moved to North Carolina, which is, you know, driving nation, everything centered around there. Um, is this kind of the direction you want to go? Is this pretty much what I want to do with the rest of my life? Yeah, 100%. This this is what I want to do. I want to make a career out of it. I want to get to NASCAR Cup, win championships, um, and do all that. So I've been working really hard, and I've been getting a lot of help. Um, and so hopefully I can make that dream come true. And I know it takes a lot of sponsors and help for you to be able to do this. So I, I would love to give you an opportunity to rattle off anyone you would like to to thank for giving you this opportunity to uh, give you this this chance to do what you love to do. Yeah, so obviously, huge thank you to my mom and dad because I wouldn't be here without them. Um, and then also Team Chevy, Wheeler Trucking, Brand Filters, Autolite Spark Plugs, Mobile One, and Lauren Rainier. They helped me a bunch, um, as well as Victory Custom Trailers, Bell Racing, K1 Race Gear, PXP Racewear, um, Stark Motorsports, and then Jags Performance and Anthony Campy Racing. Now, uh, Katie, if our listeners want to follow along with your progress, catch up with what's going on with your career, and maybe purchase merchandise or anything you got available, uh, where can they go to keep up with you? Yeah, so it's pretty much Katie Hettinger on all my social medias. I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and then my website is katiehettingerracing.com, and my merch is katiehettingerstore.com. Well, Katie, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. You've become a, you've become a great friend of the show. Uh, very proud of your success and your career and looking forward to hopefully seeing you race one time at our home track here for Southern Race Week Radio, which is Atlanta Motor Speedway. So good luck to you in the rest of your season. We'll catch up with you hopefully uh, throughout your uh, racing career here uh, this year and love to have you back on the program sometime soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, everybody. This is Roger Cruz, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our guest, our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. If we ever need information or news about the world of short track racing, this is one of the gentlemen we go to to get that news and info. He is the host of PRN at the track, and also he'll be making an appearance at Atlanta Motor Speedway when the Ambetter Health 400 race weekends returns to the Atlanta Motor Speedway the weekend of March 17th, 18th, and the 19th. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Lenny Botticki! Hey, 
and that sounded awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I, I am pumped. That, you know, it's, it's not many days now before the M Better Health uh, weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So I hope folks that are tuning in, as much as we love grassroots racing, Atlanta Motor Speedway has such a cool feel, has the history behind it, the awesome racing. Can't wait to see everybody there as well. Looking forward to having Lenny Batiki in the house at Atlanta Motor Speedway coming up for that uh, race weekend. But not only do you help out the Performance Racing Network, but a lot of the action they got going on in the NASCAR world. But um, you've covered some of those uh, dirt races they've done there at Bristol. But uh, also you are one of the main men in charge of what's going on in the world of short track racing with uh, PRN at the track, which is your weekly radio program and podcast that focuses on the world of uh, short track with a lot of the great drivers you make uh, that make appearances uh, on your program. But uh, tell us a little bit about a PRN of the track, Lenny, from maybe some of our uh, listening audience who might be listening to you for the first time. Uh, tell us a little bit about PRN of the track. And, and first-time listeners, this show is something for you because we don't try to give you uh, all the uh, the great in-depth about the chassis setup and things like that. I want to talk to people that tell me about what it what it was like to do what they did, whether it was uh, a great driver uh, making a fantastic move. What did that actually feel like? You know, when did he make the, the thought or she make the thought, hey, I got to do this or that? And, and how wowed were they about it or how wowed were their grandparents that were up in the stands? What were those moments like when you took the helmet off and, you know, uh, grandma and grandpa who met at that track, you know, 20 or 30 years before come up to you in victory lane for the first time there. It's those emotional feelings that uh, we, we try to, uh, you know, chat with our drivers and such about. We had Donovan Strauss on this week who is uh, one of the Atlanta Motor Speedway's top legends drivers. He won the Winter Nationals, and he is an iRacing icon, one of the 40 best in the world. He runs in the uh, e-Coca-Cola NASCAR series, and he's, he's got all the computer skills, all the psyche there. He's got the wild new hair. He's got everything. But we talked about what it was like for him to get to those positions and how he crosses over from one to the other and things like that. It, that's what PRN's at the track is all about. And what hopefully you can get to uh, get out to Atlanta Motor Speedway to be able to see Donovan and uh, folks like Emma Britt who have been on as well. Some of the new age uh, kids that are bringing racing to the modern era that uh, we'll be seeing up in the uh, you know truck at Xfinity Series, maybe Cup Series sometime soon, all based down there in uh, Georgia. And you mentioned Miss Britt, who we've had the program, who's been on the program here, uh, another uh, Georgia driver. We just spoke with uh, Katie Hedinger uh, just a couple of minutes ago before you came on. She was a, a winner there at New Smyrna, the first female to win a, a an event there at New Smyrna. And it's amazing to see how many uh, women and female drivers are participating in the world of short track racing who are making their names. And if you look at, like, for instance, the Arkham and Art Series, we got up to four or five female drivers who are now participating uh, in that series, all making those next steps to hopefully trucks or Xfinity. You're around the world of short track racing all the time. It's amazing to see the female presence that are now uh, not only just going to events and watching them, but now participating and getting behind the wheel of these cars. Getting behind the wheel, getting behind the wrenches, uh, getting up on the pit box and making the calls. It is uh, one of the most diverse groups of folks that you could ever find in and around the garage area. PRN's at the track is up to over 120 individual females that we have chatted with about their roles and chat, chatting with them in the same kind of questioning format that we would for anybody else that we would talk to. If they're a driver, we talk to them like a driver. And such, Katie Hedinger's been on a couple of times. It was no surprise 
to uh, to us to know that she took victory down there at New Smyrna Speedway. Even in the great competition that was down there, they they were certainly there, you know, right on her bumper. But Katie Hedinger's got that it factor. She comes from Michigan, comes down to Hickory Motor Speedway an awful lot, runs all across the southeast. Boy, when you get into a race with Katie Hedinger, you're going to be running right there with one of the best. Uh, you know, she's she's in that conversation, and uh, we can't wait to see where her future uh, lands her soon. Speaking with Lenny Batiki here, host of PRN of the Track, as we discuss the world of short track news and information. And Lenny, you're always looking ahead. You mentioned you're going to be in a, a lot of events coming up here in the Georgia area that you're going to be uh, covering and everything like that. But uh, look, as you look ahead on your calendar, what are some of the events that maybe some of our listeners should have circled to uh, to maybe attend or even check out on uh, online? On there's so many more now streaming services that are providing coverage of these great short track events. Well, I broadcast a lot of streaming service uh, events, but I always tell fans the best place to see a, a race is at a race. And if you can't be there because of distance or, or what other commitments and such, that's one thing. But we don't want to lose that contact, that feel. When you get to a racetrack and the roar, the engines and the smells and this, the energy from the crowd, that's what makes it a difference maker than streaming could ever provide, no matter what announcer is chatting about it. But You've got three tracks that are really elevating their game this year. Uh, Swainsboro's got uh, an, an additional owner, new ownership out there. Paul Purvis still a part of it, but there are some new folks there. Sonoa always a, a class act. Lavonia doing great things. Tacoa's about to open up as well. Blue Ridge over, uh, you know, towards uh, Murphy, North Carolina, up in that way. And, of course, Chris Motorsports Park and so many of the others. They are a breeding ground for great racing and uh, anywhere you're at in Georgia, you're not too far away from Strevin Motor Speedway or any of them that we've mentioned. Be able to get out and uh, and check them out. This weekend, Swainsboro and Sonoma will have big races. You can go across the border uh, up South Carolina. They've got modifieds running at Florence Motor Speedway. Bobby Labonte in a, in a modified uh, at that paved track. you got the, the track your mama warned you about, Cherokee Speedway. Going to have the Southern All-Star Series coming to town on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And uh, all that's right up the road. South Carolina uh, ought to be just another uh, zip code in Georgia. It's so close. Get out and support grassroots racing. That's what we ask uh, anybody to do is within earshot. I think it'll be a fun time for you to have. There's always good people there to chat with. And you're on the pulse of so many great drivers. As I mentioned, you interview so many of these great drivers. Who are maybe some of the drivers that we should be focusing on and maybe putting a little bit of, of attention on that we should be watching it and maybe keeping an eye on that could possibly make those jumps to the next levels in, in NASCAR, even the ARCA series or trucks or Xfinity. Well, I like what uh, Carson Brown, a, a kid out of Virginia is doing. Uh, he just announced his uh, schedule for like the next 10 days or so. And about every other day, he is in a different kind of car, pavement, modified, dirt cars, things like that. That's where young drivers really develop their skill. And he's in good equipment, granted that. But he's also learning the different feels of the cars and how to make his recipe for success. He doesn't stay at one track. He doesn't focus on just trying to, you know, maybe outpoint some other driver. Right now, he's grabbing a lot of uh, skill time. And I like what he's doing. I like what Donovan Strauss is doing. I, I was really impressed with the, uh, the thoughtfulness and the race crafting that I saw when I was uh, part of the broadcast team for the Legends Winter Nationals, what Donovan could do and what he's done. In the uh, recent years at Atlanta Motor Speedway, uh, I think Emma Britt is, uh, you know, an accomplished racer herself. And we'll see how, how her career continues to uh, go on up. You know, a lot of times these mid-teens, they decide, well, I, I you know, want to go 
uh, do other things. But I think those would be three that I would chat about and uh, feel comfortable saying uh, there there's some of them to watch. Uh, Mr. Batiki, if our listeners want to uh, listen to the podcast, PRN at the track, or keep up with the latest news and information from the world of short track racing, where can we steer them to, to get that information, sir? GoPRN.com is where you can hear our shows. And if you want up-to-date grassroots information 24-7, 365, go to PRN at the track on Twitter. PRN at the track on Twitter. We're constantly pushing out grassroots racing information that we get from others, that we create ourselves. But there is a lot there. PRN at the track on Twitter. Give it a follow. Well, Mr. Batiki, we always appreciate you. We take the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio to give us the latest in short track news and information, sir. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll catch, up, catch back up with you throughout the year. And looking forward to seeing you at Atlanta Motor Speedway here in a few weeks. My pleasure, Alfie. Thanks for all you do for grassroots racing and racing all across the country. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast and the NHRA series gets set to kick off their action coming up next week. Very, very excited for the kickoff of the NHRA. They'll be in uh, Gainesville, Florida, for the game Gator Nationals, March 9th through the 12th. And we have one of the many women who will be competing at the Gator Nationals. She is in the Pro Stock Division. In fact, she is the Rookie of the Year for 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, and she's joining us live from Gainesville Raceway as they're continuing to uh, practice and get ready for the Gator Nationals coming up next week. So it might be extremely loud. You might hear some cars in the background, but you know what? That's just going to only make... The interviews sound so much better. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in the NHRA Driver Rookie of the Year in 2022 and the Pro Stock Division. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Camry Caruso. Man, I just turned on your phone as those cars are going. Uh, that gets me fired up for NHRA to kick off here next week. I'm sure for you, you are more than ready to get behind the wheel of your pro stock machine and get ready to kick off another season for you in the NHRA series. How are you doing, Ms. Caruso? Good. How are you? I am doing good. I'm doing good. So uh, let's get things started here. You're coming off a rookie of the year. Now, did you spend a lot of the offseason relaxing, vacationing, or were you pretty much uh, just focused on getting everything ready for uh, the season to kick off? Honestly, we spent the off season working hard to keep the current partners happy and getting ready for a front field season this year. Now, one of the things you're going to be coming up here for the Gator Nationals is you guys are going to be a, you're going to have an NHRA Fan Fest uh, that'll be on Wednesday, March 8th. An opportunity for the drivers to promote not only the Gator Nationals but an opportunity for the fans. How exciting and fun are those events for you when you get an opportunity to mingle, hang out with the fans, and and maybe even some of the great female fans of the NHRA who are maybe looking up to you as a driver they're following and, and maybe one day want to be like? Honestly, I love FanFest. I think it's a great opportunity to interact with everybody, and I definitely love when there's kids involved and they're like, oh, we race junior dragsters. So I think that's awesome, and I just really look forward to meeting everybody, and I always try to do as many of them as I can throughout the season. 
Now, you do have a lot of great partners, and, and this sport is, is based on a lot of sponsorships and a lot of the partners that you work with throughout the year. How involved are you when it comes to going out and getting the sponsors? Are you one of those drivers who are out there with, uh, you know, plugging yourself, or are you more kind of the behind the scenes and, and let, the, you know, let those guys go out there and do that work? Uh, no, but it's all mean. I think that if you're going to ask somebody for money to support your dream and your racing, even though you do bring value, I think that you need to do it yourself and have some personability with it. Because if not, they really aren't going to want to be involved with the, your team and because you have to bring value. So I think it's important to do it yourself. And uh, if you, I want to give you an opportunity because I know those sponsors are, are big deals to you. Let me give you an opportunity to plug some of the great people that are there for you, helping you out as you get set for your, your second season here in the Pro Stock Series. Well, thank you. I always like to give them all the credit. Power Bill Tools, Wright Trailers, Tequila Commissario, um, VP Racing, Denzo, Vibrant Performance, Popo Pools, um, Solid Start. Now, I know the NHRA series, you got to be tough physically to do this sport. But as physically as you have to be tough, I'm sure the mental aspect of the sport is just as important. Uh, when you get ready for a run, what's your mentality like? How do you prepare yourself to get into one of these cars? Because it is extremely so dangerous. Go through my routine and know that you just have to stay calm and do what's best. Now, um, I'm sure you probably exceeded a lot of your expectations last year. I'm sure winning Rookie of the Year was one of your top things you wanted to accomplish last year but now you're now you're a second year person you're a sophomore now as you get set for this season what are some of the expectations now that you have for your second year in the pro stock division honestly i'm just gonna go out there and do my best to get number one qualifier go around and hopefully win a championship now i know you're ready for the season to kick off here is there any one track when you're on the seasons you look through the schedule that you're really excited about going to and hopefully getting a win at, at any particular venue or track on the schedule this year? I'm excited to go to Brainerd's in Chicago. All right, Miss Caruso. Now, if our listeners want to uh, follow along with your progress throughout the season, uh, keep up with uh, your progress, maybe purchase merchandise, and, or maybe even learn more about your sponsors and, and the people that are helping you out, uh, where can they go to uh, get information and follow along with you as you go through this 2023 season? Go to CamryCaruso.com and then Caruso Racing on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, it's Austin Hill, driver of the number 21 Camaro for Richard Childress Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, we want to thank our great guests for joining us this week. On this brand new week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio, I want to say thanks to pro late model driver Katie Hedinger, also the host of PRN at the track Lenny Batiki for the latest in short track news and information, along with NHRA driver Camry Caruso. So uh, thank you so much to those great guests for uh, joining us this week here on Sunday Race Week Radio. And uh, don't forget, speaking of the NHRA series, they'll be in action next weekend. Uh, there in Gainesville, Florida, for the Gator Nationals. And also Cup Series driving coming up on Sunday. And then we've got the IndyCar Series also kicking off their season on Sunday. So a great weekend of racing ahead for us here uh, as we get set to uh, pretty much open the floodgates to racing. So, uh, And, of course, we'll cover it all for you right here 
on a Southern Race Week Radio. You'll always get the latest in racing news and information. If you follow our social media platforms, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And if you want to hear this show all over again, it'll be available for you as a podcast, which is posted every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So make sure you head on over there, check that out, and also subscribe to the podcast as well. And we have an email address, which is available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Feel free to drop us an email anytime at srwradio at yahoo.com. And enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week for an all-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.